Oh, wow, that's so nice. <laughs> so, Christine and all the other leaders that are on this call, when we log in using the uh, instructions that are in uh, our, our union team page, like you can you can change all these uh, statuses online, so it's really cool. And we can even record people's names to see who's here. So um, it's a really neat feature. Very cool. So I'm glad Aaron brought that to the team. All right, well, welcome, everybody, to another Thursday night. Hopefully we've had a productive week for Team Beachbody. Let me go ahead and uh, mute the line so that... Um, Conference muted. So that we have a clear line for Christina to speak. Um, yeah, again, hopefully we'll have another great week with Team Beachbody. I know that um, I keep doing well and I'm excited. Uh, Barbie Decker spoke down here in San Diego yesterday, and that was really great. And I saw that she just went to her uh, nine-star qualification. So it's so great to see so many good friends doing so well in this business. Um, as always, we like to start off the call and just want to give a word out. It's like you don't know what you've got until it's gone, and, and so we dearly miss Jeff and his organization skills and bringing these calls together every week, just an amazing leader, and, and we're so fortunate to have, a, have him on our team. Um, but we always like to start the calls with rank advancement, so if you're not in the habit of this yet, go ahead and go to unionhall.co. In fact, in fact, you can still do that um, right now, um, and then hopefully I can get the the rank advancement that Christina you have. Christina right I thought we muted everybody, but maybe not. <laughs> Just mute all is on, okay. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, go ahead and Very add your rank advancements if you haven't. We still had a couple more minutes before we go through and announce them all. And uh, one thing I wanted to mention is that I am new at learning web tools, and, and I was the one that's created this unionhall.co. But um, what we've recently done is added Ajax now to the union hall um, rank advancement list. So now you can sort by name or rank or number or new rank qualification. So it makes it a little bit easier to navigate that page, and hopefully everybody's finding that a little bit easier. But again, get in the habit of Thursdays going through your team noticing who your rank advancements are and reporting them here so that we can report them to the whole team. All right, so the first rank advancement I hear, see here is Rick Pierce went to Emerald today, and his sponsor is Joe Bell, so congratulations, Rick. Laura Kuenko, I'm sure I'm horrifying that name, went to Emerald. Congratulations, Laura, and her sponsor is Virginia, so Virginia is doing great out there in Florida. Katie Sue um, went to Emerald. And she's sponsored with Heather Perkins. Congratulations, Heather and Katie. Jeremy Schooler went to Emerald, and his sponsor is Amy Beeman. Jenny Varela uh, went to Emerald today, and his sponsor, her sponsor is Ashton Meyer. Heather Pills went to Emerald, and she is also sponsored by Heather Perkins, I believe. Emily Tidbits went to Emerald. Again, another sponsor by Heather. So Heather's had a great week this week. Good job, Heather. Cora Graham uh, yeah. went to Emerald with Eric Christ as a sponsor. Bruce Sanchez went to Emerald with Alfonso Defonz Lucero. Good job, uh, both Bruce and Fonz. Heather Perkins went to Diamond in her second center, and this is such a big thing, you know. Um, again, when I see folks go Emerald, I get excited because I know they're going to stay in this business because they're making money, right? But when people open the second center and can do good things in the second center, then it's to the point where we really start thinking about retirement. So congratulations, Heather. Um, second business center, went to Diamond. And, of course, she's sponsored by Heather, which is the nice thing about going 
um, in the second business business. Jesus Fernandez, I think we announced him last week as well. So he's just going through the ranks. Went to Diamond this week. Virginia Bradley, congratulations, Virginia. Got a great team going up there. And Hank Rouse, two-star Diamond. Oh, the big, the big upgrade of the week. So congratulations, Hank. Sponsored by Bob Lucida. And Bob, thank you so much for posting that update so we can uh, get those announced each week. The other thing I want to mention here, and uh, I'm going to say this horribly, so if you don't get it the first time, I totally understand. We do have it listed on um, our Union Hall team page, not the overall leadership page, but just the Union Hall team page. JasonDeeble.com forward slash Union Hall forward slash PVTotals.php. Um, I am of the mindset that fast leaves a trail. And the things that we want to measure the most are the people that are having the best results in this company. So I don't think we should limit that just to leadership. The things that we want to promote most in this business are people doing great PV and people doing great success code points. So we haven't uh, done the success code points, but we have made a new chart, which is pvtotals.ph. Well, actually, .html um, is the page that will send you this. And it's listing um, our, our top PV producers. And this is for last week. So I haven't updated those yet this week. Um, I think ideally it makes sense to do that every Friday. This, this is a long time consuming process. But I want to go through, like, I'd say the top ten names and just really congratulate these people that are going above and beyond when it comes to um, TV. These, these are some outstanding numbers. So Kamal Salbi, again, I'm horrible with names, but congratulations, Kamal. Now, when I look at these numbers, I'm looking at, 11,059 people um, as of last Friday. So just tremendous numbers here that these people are doing. Um, I don't want to mention numbers for everybody. You can obviously see that online, but Kamel here did over 10,000 PV as a sum of the last five weeks. So that is just amazing. Tony Quinn, number two. Daniel Trainer, number three. Peter Teller, Christina Delgado, Team TS. Kelly. Congratulations, Christina. Neil Cowder. Um, comes in at number six. Kelly Nig comes in at number seven. Eight. Jessica Vanderberg. Congratulations, Jessica. One star that did almost 4,000 PV in the course of five weeks. Janice Cardenas and Heather Dietz will round up the top. So congratulations to those folks. And I also see Becky Brissett there. So I don't want to say Christina Delgado's name without saying Be- Becky Brissett. Becky was... Um, came in 12, so really close to the top there. All those people are going above and beyond when it comes to PV, so we really want to announce the folks that are doing the best in those roads. All right, with all that being said, and that's kind of the housekeeping stuff, um, thanks for your patience, everybody. What we want to do now is introduce our star coach. And, you know, often on these calls we like to bring in coaches from the other teams, and sometimes we don't give our own coaches enough enough credit, but this one surely deserves it. Um, If you were at Selma and came to our team meeting, I introduced Jeff as Mr. Michigan, and if there's anybody that qualifies as a Mrs. Tennessee, it's, it's Christina Richardson. Um, I often say, and I don't think she hears this enough, is that if you look back for top coach, whether it's not last year, the year before, like I say it goes to Christina because she was one of the top ten coaches in the nation, and she had three less months than everybody else to do it. So if there's one thing that she's good at, it's closing. So her topic tonight is about closing the sale and, and getting people to a close, and these are the techniques that's worked for her. So I don't know how many times I hear from other coaches, like, you know, Jason, what can I do to make this business work? I have all these objections. You know, what what do I do to make the sale? Well, that's exactly what Christine was talking to, 
to about tonight. So go ahead and get a pen and paper, and I'm sure some of the topics that she brings up are going to be very tangible for you to use in your business. So without any more hesitations, Christina, share your life. Uh, thank you, Jason, for that amazing introduction. Um, as always, it's always a pleasure to be able to partner with you in these projects. Um, yes, we're going to talk about closing tonight, but I want to tell you a little bit about who I am before Beachbody. Some of you, uh, only a small couple of you probably know this about me, but I have a little bit of background in sales. Before college, I was a retail geek and quickly climbed the ranks um, to sales management and regional management, and they threw me into every kind of sales training program that you can think of under the sun. So I'm a huge supporter of personal development, and I believe that it's, it's a big part of our business. But in that process, I really learned what it takes to reach a person's needs and, and to get them to realize their own needs and to allow you to serve them in that way. So I have a lot of coaches that come to me, and they say, Christina, I'm following the game plan. I'm, I'm doing the personal development. I'm sharing the business with as many people as I can, you know, a minimum of two people a day, and I'm being consistent with my business. I'm treating it like a business. I'm, I'm doing all these things. What in the world am I doing wrong? I'm doing something. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong. And my question always to them is, are you closing the sale? Are you closing the sale? Are you asking for your business? Have you mastered your closing technique? So oftentimes the answer is no. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to your closing technique, as I like to refer to it, is getting your headspace right. And You'll get an idea of what I mean by that as we go into these. But basically, it's just getting your head in the game, preparing yourself to be your best for whoever you're working with, okay? So I number these out a little bit for you. I'm not big on numbers. I'm, I'm very sanguine. So number them or not, but here they are. Um, first of all, make no excuses. One thing that I find that a lot of coaches do is that they come to the table with Lots of excuses. Well, you know, I I just, I talked to people and it didn't work. Or um, I'm not getting the results. Or, you know, I don't know, I overslept today. My cat ate my homework. It's just excuse after excuse after excuse. You have to be very driven in just focus on no excuses. Okay, so the second thing is, Never consider the possibility of failing. When I came into this business last year, I didn't even stop long enough to think before I decided that I would succeed. When we come in and we think, oh, my gosh, what, you know, I, I, you overthink it. So if you stop overthinking it and just focus on success and don't allow yourself to get in that headspace that you can fail, then you won't. Choose to succeed. So the next one is to be an information seeker. And whether that be with personal development or when you're working with a client, digging for information with that person. Always be seeking more information. 
the next one is being a product of the product. I really think that people don't realize how important this is, how important it is to have a story of your own and to be able to have a story of other people that you rely on. So let me explain that a little bit. You don't necessarily have to have this amazing transformation or this amazing uh, business result. Every one of us has a story. Learn how to develop your story so that, so that you can use it in your business. And that may mean getting a one-on-one -on -one with your mentor or with your, um, with your sponsor to figure out how to develop your story. But it's critical that you have that story to rely on. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a little while. But you want to be genuine to who you are and have a story developed. And you also want to have, like say, for example, you're a, a dad, you're a stay-at-home dad. So you have a great story for a stay-at-home dad. What about a single man or a single woman or other stories? Do you have other stories? You have a huge team. Team Beachbody is huge. Learn the stories of other people that you can count on. When I came into this business, I wasn't a successful superstar coach on day one, but I knew one. I was always relying on Jason's story, always, until I had my own. And I still rely on Jason's story because Jason always stays one step ahead of me. So know the story of successful people so that you can rely on the stories. Be passionate about everything that you do, whether it be talking to a prospect about a product or whether it be telling somebody about the business opportunity or whether it be just training your coaches. Nobody wants to deal with somebody that's a cold fish, what I like to call a cold fish, flatlined or um, just doesn't have any passion about life. You know, we, we all want to be around people that are passionate about what they're doing because nobody else is going to want to do what you're doing if you don't have passion and love for what you are, what you're accomplishing. This next one to me is so, so important. Realize this isn't about you. Okay, now I told you earlier to rely on your story, and I, I do need you to rely on your story. But when you're working with a client or a prospect, it is not about you. You're going to lean into your story as much as you need to to show them that it can happen for them. You need your story so that you can help them, so you can make it about them. If you keep the focus on your client, you're going to be able to get more information out of them because people love to talk about themselves, right? All you have to do is ask lots of questions and keep them talking, and they'll give you everything you need to be able to help them. The next point is to just be genuine when you're dealing with people. We want to get people in, help them, get them on our list, help them, and get them off our list. But if you are not genuine in your dealings with people, then they're going to see right through you and you're nothing but that sleazy salesperson. And that is not something that any of us want to represent. 
And then this last point here before we get into the actual act of closing is to practice. What I'm going to show you is it takes practice. I didn't decide one day that I was going to be an amazing salesperson. I didn't get up one day and say, today I can suddenly sell ice to an Eskimo. It takes lots of practice. Even today I practice with my teammates. I practice with my success partner. I practice with my mentors. Um, there's different ways to practice. One of my favorites is role playing. You can, if you have a scenario that you struggle with personally, you can um, get with another person and role play that scenario. How would this? How would this work? Or how would this work? So always talking through what what the issue is and seeing how to overcome that with another person practicing it before you deal with a client is always helpful. So what does it mean to sell something? We sell things every day, right? We sell to our kids when we're trying to get them to eat their dinner. We sell to our spouses. We, we sell to the guy on the freeway that we, we need to get over in front of them and, and we, you know, we're going to be really nice when we turn our blinker on and try to merge in front of them instead of being crazy and aggressive. Everything we do in life can really be sales, right? We share stories that we, we have about movies, about restaurants, about our favorite clothing designers. So to me, I heard it best said by a leader in our business, and they, they said, think of sales as a transfer of belief in a product or service from one person to another. A transfer of belief. So if I want my kids to eat their vegetables, but they don't want to, how am I going to get them to do that? It's no different. It's no different. Whether you want to call it selling or sharing or standing on your head looking at the moon, it's all the same thing. So now we are totally prepared to talk about the actual act of closing the sale. The first thing you want to do is to build a relationship. We all would agree that this is a relationship business. And it's so important for you to be you and not um, put on some social media facade and for you to be genuine with people and to build a relationship with people. Because as you build that relationship, as I mentioned earlier, it will allow you to figure out what you can do to reach their goals. So you, you're passionate about what you do and you've used the third-party tools and all of those things and you've built the relationship. What do you do now? I, I'm, that's, to me, the one place where coaches go, okay, what do I do? Well, they're not going to jump into your lap. You have to ask them to do business with you. You have to ask them for the sale. You have to say, I would be honored if you do this with me, right? So how do you do that? Well, 
the same way you ask your child to eat their vegetables. You just ask them. Perfect. So would you like to get started with P90X? Are you ready to order your Shakeology? Are you ready to join my team? One of my favorite um, ways to close or closing questions or closing techniques, I guess you would consider it, would be the assumed close, Conference which is muted. Which is to assume that, okay, we've built this relationship, and you're going to just assume the close. Awesome. We know which tools you need. Now all we have to do is get them ordered. This is the one time in your life that making an assumption is a win. Awesome. We know that this business opportunity is a perfect fit for you. All we have to do is get you signed up. Cool. We've already decided. It's done. So what if that doesn't work? What if you say, okay, let's go ahead and get your P90X for you. Let's go ahead and get you started. What's your start date? All of those things. And, and what if that doesn't work? Kelly. Well, I usually find one of four responses, one of three responses, but in our business, there's four. Um, yes, awesome, great, let's go, let's do it. No, and in that case, you know that that's our, that's our signal to back off. In my opinion, no means no, okay? And in, in our business, we also have not right now, <laughs> And to me, this is an opportunity to ask more questions, but depending on the situation, sometimes I let it cool off a little bit. Not right now, to me, is not a no. It's a not right now. And then the last thing that you're going to get is an objection. So what does an objection look like? Usually, it is a, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. I don't have the da 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 da, da fill in the blank. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? How do you, how do you handle that? It is in my experience that the best way to handle an objection is to interpret it as a question. I'm going to say that one more time. The best way to handle an objection is to interpret it as a question. Now, I didn't say the best way to handle an objection is to freak out and run in the opposite direction. The best way to handle an objection is to interpret it as a question. So let's talk about one of the biggest ones we have. Let's say time, okay? Well, I don't have enough time. So how do you interpret that as a question? So what you're telling me is that you're asking me how you had have enough time for this business. Now you take whatever question you're able to get from their objection and you answer it. Easy. Easy. So if they object, the first thing that you're going to want to do is to empathize with what they're saying. Great, I totally understand that you don't have enough time or you feel that you don't have enough time. 
and you're going to repeat back to them what they told you. So, John, what I'm hearing you say is you don't feel like you have enough time because you have 52 jobs, you have 17 children, and your wife just left you. Awesome. What I'd like to show you, though, is that we can put some Crisco on this and slide it in sideways, and you have three minutes right here. So empathize with them. Repeat back to them what they've told you so that they know you're listening. And then interpret their objection as a question. Now, earlier on I told you that we need to listen. We need to be listeners and we need to be information seekers. And this is where that's going to come in handy. We have information about what they want to achieve because we've been listening. We've been building a relationship and we've been listening. We know that although John has 52 jobs, that he wants to be at home with his kids. And we know that the business opportunity that we have to offer him may not give that to him overnight, but it will give it to him. If he's willing to come in and work earnestly and focus on achieving his goals, then we can align with him and make that happen. And we wouldn't have known that if we weren't good listeners. So it's critical to always be listening and building that relationship. So what happens if we overcome John's objection about time? What do we do next? Well, we need to ask him again if he's ready to join our team. We need to ask another closing question. Because again, if you, you have to ask another closing question to keep the conversation from going nowhere. If, if you tell him this is the reason why you should do this, and he says, yep, you're right, I totally agree with you, and then what, are you guys going to go have coffee? Or you have to ask another question. You have to ask him to join your team. So this process, this back and forth, what I like to call the dance, you can accuse the sanguine in me, this process could repeat over and over and over and over and over again. And I say that because it can, and then um, you're going to want to be prepared for that. You're going to want to be prepared for them to throw at you the time objection, and then they're going to throw at you that their spouse isn't interested in them doing this, and then they're going to throw at you the money thing, and then they're going to throw at you that their kid has this, and, and you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared. For me, sometimes it's a battle of who has the most stamina, <laughs> because sometimes it's, it's, it can get to the point where it's tiring. But at the end of the day, I end up with a Jason Diebold on my team. So that process is 
the closing technique. And I'm going to go over it one more time, the steps. First, you're going to build the relationship. Second, you're going to ask for the sale. You're going to overcome the objection. And you're going to ask again. And you're going to repeat that process as many times as you have to. So there's lots and lots of closing techniques, and we don't have time to get into all of them tonight. I, I actually was telling my success partner that I could do a series on on this on these calls. Um, closing is just it's a pretty vast area uh, of study, but just because there's so much out there, different techniques and different methods and my method isn't like Danny Johnson's, and my method's not Brian Tracy. My method's mine. It's a hybrid of lots and lots of information from great leaders over time. But one of my favorite closing techniques, we touched on it a little bit earlier, is the assumed close. And there is no reason under the sun that the assumed close won't work if you've built your relationship with your client. If you know what your client's goals are, or your prospect's goals, and you've reached that point where you know the, how to meet their needs, there is no reason why you can't assume the close. Great. Awesome. I'm going to call you tomorrow, and we're going to go ahead and get you signed up. Wonderful. Let's go ahead and let's get a start date on the calendar. Do you want to start? On the 14th, let me call you and let's get your product ordered. Let's get your tools ordered. We agree the business is a fit for you. Now all we have to do is get you signed up. Easy. So the last thing I want to talk about is to use your team. Use your team. You have, as I mentioned earlier, and as you all know, we have a huge team of brilliant people. And one of the things that I've been taught is that you utilize the resources that you have. One of the resources that you have is your team. And I think sometimes we forget that Team Beachbody is a team. And we have each other to rely on. So I am a firm believer in three-way calls. If you're new to the business and you just don't really have a handle on some of these techniques or you don't have your confidence yet or you just need to see it, Use your sponsor, use your mentor, use your success partner. doesn't even have to be somebody above you to do a three-way call. So how does a three-way call work? So you get with your success partner, your mentor, and you say, hey, I have, you know, I have somebody that I'm talking to and I'd really love to bring you in as the expert on a three-way call. Are you cool with that? 
would you be willing to do that for me? And of course, if they're available, they're going to say, absolutely, I would love to help you out. Perfect. So you go back to your prospect and you say to them, hey, I've got Jason. He's been in this business longer than I have, and he is brilliant when it comes to these things. I would love to introduce you to him, and he can answer your questions about the business. How about 2 o'clock on Tuesday? So we've got our prospects set up, and I go back to Jason. I say, Jason, I've got that call set up. It's 2 o'clock on Tuesday. That was one of the times you gave me that you were available, and let's go ahead and do it. So I get on the call with the prospect, and I say to them, all right, John, I've got Jason here. He's been doing this business, and he's phenomenal, and he can answer any of your questions. He's got a great handle on everything that you're concerned about. So, and I turn the call over to Jason, and I step out. I step away, and I, I give control of this situation to Jason. And as a new coach, I can stand by and I can watch and I can listen and I can learn so that when I am ready to do that, I can do that for someone else and I can become the expert for someone else. I am a big supporter of three-way calls. Um, I've seen it work in not just our industry, but in many, many industries when it comes to sales. You always will have, usually, will have an expert that you'll bring in to a sales situation to help you, to be your support, to be your, and a lot of times, your closer. So I highly encourage you guys to use um, three-way calls as, as part of your system until you are stronger yourself in closing techniques. So have a little bit of homework for you. And it's, it's something that I really feel would be a huge benefit if you'll invest the time to do it. It will help you with your technique. It will help you with working with your clients. And it will make you stronger in this business. I would like for you to make a list of five of the top objections that you get in your business, day in and day out, whether it be product objections or the business opportunity objections, whatever you hear. We, we hear the same things over and over again, right? Um, you know, the money, time, spouse, the, the same things. So make a list of five of the objections that you hear. And I want you to take these objections one by one. I want you to look at them individually, one at a time, and respond to them. Develop a way to overcome and master that objection. So time. You're going to develop a way to overcome the time objection. Write it out, and then go to your sponsor, your mentor, or your success partner. This would be a great, um, great lesson or, or, or activity to do with your success partner, actually. Um, 
go to your success partner and role play it. Let them give you the time objection, and then you respond with your response and see if you guys can put any holes in it. Master it. Master overcoming each of those objections. And now you've got a way to overcome the top five objections Anytime you hear them, you've mastered it, you know how to deal with it, you don't have any stress or anxiety in dealing with it. You could just pull it out of your bag and there it is. You've gotten out of your own way in that you you have it already. You've got that skill. Lastly, I want to give you guys some resources that you can look at. Um, on Monday's call, this last Monday, I'm not sure what the date was, I'm sorry. Um, this last Monday, Bob Lafito, one of our own leaders in our team, who's a phenomenal man and just absolutely brilliant, um, partnered up with Lauren Knight, and they did a overcoming objections call for the Monday National Call. It is in the recorded archives, and I highly recommend taking a listen. I was on that call live, and it was a, it was a great, um, great source of information. Also, uh, Danny Johnson at dannyjohnson.com. She has some great information on closing, and she's got some books on scripting, just some, so much stuff there, just endless material. If you ever get through all that material, I would be very impressed. Um, Brian Tracy's The Art of Closing the Sale, one of my personal favorites. Richard Fenton did Go for No. This is one of those get out of your own way and get your headspace right. Great read. It's a quick read. Um, very inspiring. And then lastly, MJ Durkin has just tons and tons of information on closing and sales technique. So I want to say thank you for having me, and I hope that you guys took a lot away from what I had to share with you tonight. I wish I had lots more time because this is a, this is a it's a huge topic. Um, but the the biggest thing that I can share with you is just to love what you're doing and be passionate about what you're doing and sh and share that with other people, transfer that to other people. And if that is if that resonates with people, they're going to want what you have. Simple. They're going to want what you have. Jason, it's all yours. Hey, well, awesome job, Christina. And again, like I think I said this last week, is pay it, you know, be careful of who you take advice from, you know, because if there's a fat guy telling you how to lose weight, I'm not sure that's the best of advice you can give. But this girl has done it. Like, I don't know how many PS coaches she had her first year, but she qualified for that bike trip. She went through France with her husband, and that's just amazing. Um. So, of course, now is a great time to open it up for questions. 
I have askpuck.com open. Um, that allows people to be um, anonymous, or um, you can post on Team Sparty. We always check there or on Facebook somewhere, or by all means, uh, just chime in. I'll go ahead and take off the mute for all lines. Um, I, oops, I heard Bob's name mentioned, and uh, but love if Bob, if you had the chance to chime in and give us a little bit about your Monday call and how that went for you. Um, and in the absence of everything else, you know, I can talk ad nauseum about anything. One of the things I want to share with this group before I talk for um, anybody else is, like, I am just amazed at this opportunity. I think uh, you know, I said last week from our guest speaker that, you know, what we have here is better than anything else, and I believe that. We've got great products. But the thing that I think is strange is that uh, we've got great leadership. And the reason that MLM network marketing fail a weird feedback. Let me mute it for another three minutes. Conference reason, muted. The reason that MLM fails is typically because of leadership. Um, and and what I what I saw now at least twice is amazing to me. It like it knocks me off my socks. So I think a couple a month ago I was out working on my roommate's Jeep, and all of a sudden this guy stopped by. And said, hey Jason, what's up? I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Some runner stopped by and said hi. And I looked around and it was Carl. And then like just flabbergasted me. It's like. I wouldn't ever stop my workout to say hi to somebody else. And yet, this is the CEO of our company worth, you know, in my opinion, bazillions of dollars. I don't even know how much it's worth. But taking time out of his workout, because he was jogging, to just to say hi. And I'm like, that, that is phenomenal, you know? And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's a one-off thing. But today, uh, I was with Jay Jorgensen. We went to storage. I was switching out my uh, hard top and my Jeep for my soft top. And all of a sudden, it's like um, I'm in the trunk pulling out stuff. And I hear, hey, Diebold. And I'm like, what the heck? Who's this? And so it's the same kind of thing. Like, who's this weird guy? And I look around, and up on the um, porch, Carl is sitting in his office. My my storage just happens to be behind Beach Buddy headquarters. And he's, like, waving. He's like, hey, Diebold, what's up? And I'm like, oh, my God, Carl. Hey, how's it going? So it's like to get that kind of leadership that cares about the individual employees, like, this is not just about money. Um, it's definitely about helping people, but it extends beyond that. It's about, you know, a family organization that this, this company has created. And for anybody to be part of it is just so, so incredibly amazing. So uh, and uh, anybody else has questions, again, feel free to post online. Again, I, I can definitely fill up the rest of the hour. That's what I do. But um, if anybody's got questions about what Christina said, it's a fabulous time to um, use her knowledge. Um, she's got her online. That was one of her points. Mm. I don't see the number anymore. But one of the points she says is use your team. So um, there was one more rank advancement that I saw post up after uh, we started speaking. So Lolita Rao went Emerald this week, and her sponsor was Jeff Baker. So thank you for posting that. Congratulations, Lolita. Um, Another thing I wanted to mention is I see, I've been seeing online some great results. And, you know, we've mentioned business success a lot, and I'm not sure we mentioned um, fitness enough. Rob Perry, I wanted to give a little shout-out to, has lost 30 pounds in 30 days. 
So congratulations, Rob. That's exceptional. And way to go. Keep that journey up, and you'll be on stage next year. Um, and one of the last kind of housekeeping announcements I wanted to put was leadership agenda was announced today if you're on the five-star line. So uh, there's almost 100 spots left. If you're close to being two-star, that's something to strive for. Going to Leadership Academy, you get to hang out for about a week or, you know, a long weekend with, you know, the top 200 leaders in this company. And I just can't tell you how valuable that is. Um, number eight that Christina mentioned tonight was practice. You know, I think that's – and she mentioned Brian Tracy earlier, but Brian Tracy just brings that home. It's like, how how long did you study um, your, your your chosen trade? You know, if you went to college for four years or eight years or, you know, got a PhD, you did a lot of studying to understand your career, and, and that's basically practice. So if you're not practicing these common objections that we get, you're really not doing yourself um, a, um, a good justice. And that was one of the things that came up at Leadership last year. So, again, if you get to Leadership Academy this year, I think you'll, you'll learn a lot of those great techniques. Um, just going down the list of all the different things that Christina talked about tonight, you know, number one, she's, she's saying ask for clothes, and I've seen this happen over and over and over. Yes, this company is about relationships and develop your relationships, but eventually you do have to ask for what you want. Um, and I've seen it so many times, even just like websites or videos, it's like, hey, the Shakeology is great, la, 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 and you don't ever ask for anything. So people like are convinced at your message, but don't, don't get the action steps and report. So it's like, hey, if you're interested in trying this, then go over and order it here. Um, another thing I wrote down here was no excuses and, and be driven. Um, you know, I think that brings together something else she said, which nobody wants to be considered that, that sleazy sales rep. And, and again, this kind of goes back to a ask for clothes, but you're you're not being sleazy if you ask for a close after you've developed a relationship. But what I don't want to see is that people that work on a relationship for years and years and years and never ask for a close and then lose those coaches and clients to somebody else. Every time I go to Summit, you know, it's always a, a mixed a mixed bag of worms for me because I'm so happy to be there and the recognition is great and seeing all the friends is awesome. But this year, there was at least two people on stage who were customers of mine. And it's like, because I didn't do the follow-up, because I didn't answer the close at the right time, you know, they switched teams, and now they're up there being recognized at five-star and above. So that happens, folks, and it's just develop the relationships, but do not be afraid to um, ask for really what you want. The number second thing there uh, Christina brought up was don't even consider failure, and this came up for me last night. I was talking to the Fonz for about two hours last night, and, uh, you know, he kept saying the word try. And I'm like, well, what happens when you try to open a door? He's like, well, you try to open the door and it opens. I said, no, just try to open the door. He's like, well, if I try to open it, then it won't open. I'm like, well, that, no, that's not opening the door. There is no such thing as try. You either open a door or you close a door. And when anybody uses the word try, they're just giving themselves um, an excuse to fail. But let's get rid of the try. Let's decide what you want to do and go for it. Um, I don't want to encourage people to go into full-time coaching when they can't afford it yet. But for me, like, I was earning $200 a week. I had some savings, and I decided to leave my old job. Now, 
there was no option at the end of that. And, you know, recently I think Johnson has talked to Tommy Migrant. He was the same way. Like, he took his earnings from that first year and quit. And he's like, you know, I got this much money. I'm going to make it work in this much time. And he did. Put it on. So um, when you close the door to failure, because we all know, put it, put it in perspective of your fitness, your diet. Do you know the bridges that you keep open that allow you to fail? You know, it might be the Twinkies for somebody, the beer for somebody else, and, you know, something, the soda for somebody else. I don't know what that is. But you know the things that allow you to fail. Burn those bridges, and then where will you show up? So get rid of get rid of that option. Failing is not an option. But don't ever say the word PRY again. Um, I know Jason, we have a, a number... oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. We have a question from uh, uh, Team Sparty. See if I can. This is a lengthy one, so let me see if I can read it quickly. Uh, let's say you sponsor a coach who makes minimum wage, so their peer group is made up of many people who aren't going to be able to come up with a 205 for a challenge pack. How do you help that coach get out of their own comfort zone and talk with people who they wouldn't normally talk with? People that have money. <laughs> um, wow. I. I um, Minimum wage coach. Okay, so first of all, I, I would lean back into the three-way calls, and I would have them develop their list. They, I promise their circle of friends aren't the only people that they know to be able to talk to. So I don't know if you mean by getting out of their own way whether or not to reach out to their cold market, but before I would even attempt a cold market reach out, I would make sure that we've exhausted um, their warm market list at least one run through because that usually, if it's, it's done correctly with three-way calls, I think it could easily get uh, a coach, you know, to emerald if not diamond very quickly. If you help them, so what? what is it that um, Craig says? He says, I'm going to show you and then you're going to do it Something like that. You know what I'm saying, Jason. I can't remember the thing. I'll no, show you and then you show me training, or something. Right? It's on the job training. Yeah. You start up. Yeah, on the job training. There you go. Around for a week. And then the next week, the waitress follows you around for a week. And then the third week, you're on your own. So it's like see one, help with one, do one, supervise, and then do it on your own. Right, exactly. So do those three way calls with your coaches. You um, are a strong coach yourself. Get their list made. Get get those three-way calls set up and be encouraging. And, and it may come back to your coach that is struggling to get out of their comfort zone. You may just need to do some more personal development with that person before they're, they're ready to be encouraged to that level. But three-way calls are always the, the best way, in my opinion, to get a coach to get out of their own way because, quite frankly, they don't have a choice. You take over the call, and it's kind of done at that point. Would you have anything to add to that, Jason? Of course I do. Thank you for asking. Um, Yeah, number one is that's the way it's set up is that you go through the getting started, right? They come up with a list of 10 names or 20 names. Work with those names. You know, do um, an online meeting with those names if they sell three products and you know they can afford to buy their own Shakeology so that is definitely a great way to do it um, we're coming off a month where they could have got into this business for $15 so money really isn't ever the option 
with both of those things um, being mentioned, I still say BS, honestly, because Christina covered the way to close here. You um, establish a relationship where you ask for what you want, and then whatever comes after that asking for what you want is what's holding them up. If you get rid of what's holding them up, then the only option they have is yes. So if they come back with money, then really what they're saying is they don't value the product enough. So get back to their why. Like, well, well, I'm confused now, Ron, because you said you were interested in making $1,000 a month because that would give you more liberty and give you the ability to stay home and raise your son. And now you're coming back and saying, you know, $40 is, is going to stop you from that? Um, something doesn't jive. What are you feeling right now? And you just have to add more value about why they wanted to do this because, you know, I can guarantee that if it was $45 stopping their son from, you know, some sort of deadly illness, they would find $45. Money is an excuse, um, not not a road a bl- roadblock, you know. It's just it's a hurdle. And there's always a way to get around it, and that way is to establish more value in their lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Ron's got a counter there, so... Oh, no. <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe deal with that. Number four oh, I saw was be a product of the product. Gosh, we mentioned this so much, and if there's one team, I think, in this whole organization, our organization represents almost 10% of the entire company. It's, it's really just amazing. Um, if there's one organization that represents be a product the product well, I think OFA, um, our union, has done that so well with trenches and and uh, Mathis and everybody else, Eichmann, Lucido. Um, you don't see people go on stage, receive the $100,000 and don't mention a few of those names. That speaks so highly for us. We're already doing it. But sometimes we forget, um, you know, and I think people are like, well, I don't want to post a picture because I'm a little fat right here. I want to lose the weight there. And when I get to the end zone, I'll post a picture. That's, that's not it. People like and are committed and vulnerable to when somebody else is being open and honest and it's like you say you're not perfect you want to look at uh, Decker's success that's what that's all about she posts everything that she does and it's not all about being perfect the thing that gets her the most recognition is, is being just honest so you know recently I saw Jimmy Nelson post some beast pictures I'm like he looks great it was a little intimidating for me, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put my pictures out there. And with doing that, I've generated over like 100 comments, like 200 likes within the last week. And it's just me doing what I'm doing and, you know, getting away from myself, which was one of her other points, right? Point six was it's not about you. Gosh, I, I keep looking through at all these different um, cover pages. And if you've got a cover page up there that's you laid out on a beach somewhere, is that about the business or is that about promoting your persona? <laughs> And again, mm-hmm. we all want to feel significant and, and recognition, but gosh, um, that's great, you know, especially if there's a before and after picture associated with it. But what if that was about, you know, what you want other people to achieve and, and would that have a better impact? Passion was a point Christina brought up number five. Definitely so important. Uh, one of the things that really struck a chord with me recently is Stavin Wiederholden, and, and um, I didn't mention this to him, so I'm kind of going out of lines, I call him out. But uh, he posted on his, his team page, um, their Team Runners Fitness, a really unique comment here. And imagine there's a bank account that accredits your account each morning with $86,400. Um, 
it carries over no balance from day to day. So every evening, the bank deletes whatever part of the balance you failed to use during the day. What would you do? Draw it every cent of every day? Well, of course you would. Well, that's a really unique concept. And and to think about that, yeah, if I had $86,400 every day, like I would spend that money as much as I could. At the end of the day, if there's any money left, I would definitely pull that money out. Conference muted. And and really what he's saying, if you read on the post long enough, is we do have that bank account, and it's called time, because every day we have 86,400 seconds. And if you're not pulling those seconds out of your account every day, they go to waste. Um, another great way I've heard that is, you know, um, I think it's called Heaven's Inc. or Angel's Inc., and the angels sit there and they only they write down all day everything you do. And only the stuff that's of value actually gets transcribed on the paper. And this is the book of life that, you know, gets read to you at um, upon your passing. And they look at whatever the ink stuck for. So if you really want to get, live a good life, write this, you know, do the stuff that the angels, angels are able to write down. So um, I work with all different religions. But, uh, yeah, be, live a life of significance. Jim Rohn talks about this. You know, his dad was 86, and he was out at the softball games every night or the volleyball games because he cared about the community. And when you care about the community and, and, and stuff like that, you're using time to your best advantage. You're not, not letting it slip down the drain or um, delete the balance, as Stephen alluded to. So just a great post I wanted to mention. Um, that's all the notes I had, and I don't know why everybody has two pages of notes, because literally I wrote down two pages of notes tonight. So great, great job with Christina Richards. And again, I don't think she mentioned this. She's got a lot of um, experience in sales, and she went through the ranks. But what she did before this, at least to my best recollection, is she worked as a diamond salesman. So if you can sit there and sell diamonds, folks, like you can do this business. One of the neat things that came up for me at Danny Johnson was how many people are working with a company that keeps the inventory for them? So you don't have to house inventory in your own company. How many people work for a company that actually does free TV advertising for them? It has a product name that's already been out there and is almost a household name with one other kind of households. How many people work with a company that gives them free websites that does free um, tax advantages for holding, holding your own home-based business? How many work with a company where you don't have to spend the time and money and um, government resources to do all the product development. How many people work with a company that does has their own accounting department and the legal department that keeps track to make sure everything is on the up and up? How many people have a company that will give you as much product information and samples and information as you need? And the neat thing is everybody on this line can raise their hand and say, yes, my company does all those things. So what in the heck are we saying to keep people away from this? This is an amazing opportunity, folks. You step outside of yourself, listen to what people want, and establish more value in that. Listen to the objections and overcome the objections. And, like, the only other, um, the only other answer is yes. That's what Christine is talking about tonight. She's giving you a tangible way to do it, um, four or five simple steps. Um, I wish we could utilize her even fuller with some more questions. Have you seen any more questions, Christina? I have not. Let me walk back in there. I'm I'm a pacer. Are you a pacer, Jason? I'm a pacer when I'm on the phone. <laughs> Let me walk oh, back in and I'm, double check. 
have a very comfortable <laughs> Um, So Ron is adding some comments here. I'm not sure, though. Um, Let's go to Team Spot. Yeah, I can address Ron's question. The, I have to read through all his stuff. Um, so one of the things he's saying is Orlando is a high tourist area. A lot of folks work in the tourist arena here, and they're making close to minimum wage and make them, you know, only 30, 40 years. Awesome. That is a huge opportunity for people to make more money. You know, what I would do in a market like that is I would hold fit clubs, and I know fit clubs work in Florida because we've got Ron doing some, we've got Dan doing some, we've got Lindsay Matway turning the state around over there. What you do is you provide more value for free. And then you come around mm-hmm. and you have a business meeting and you show them how, like, there's people that are making two hundred, four hundred, almost a thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a week. And if that's not enough to inspire people to like commit to this, don't do it. Jim Rohn talked about you find somebody that's excited about this business but can afford it, smiles says, Boy, I've been looking for you. Because people in dire circumstances are ready to make drastic. So if you can show them how to make money without investing money, that's going to explode. And, and earlier, use their context, dig deep in their context. The most valuable thing about you bringing a new client and your coach into this business is not their potential, their resources. You, that Their resources are untapped market for you. You would never be exposed to those people without them. Larry Zimberg talked about this here's the work of the business is that <laughs> your job in the first week gets all their resources. That's that's why the concept is getting started right. Your job is to reach out to those people, see what they got going on, and enroll them. That way if that person is gonna leave in two weeks, you've talked to their ten or twenty closest friends. And if you talk to their 10, 20 closest friends, they've made four or five sales. They've made four or five sales. They don't leave. And that's why this company has a better retention rate than a lot of other companies is that you know, we've got great products. We've got a great network. If you reach down deep, people will stick. Mm-hmm. Yep, I absolutely believe that. I agree. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jason, for... Uh, everything you shared with us tonight too it's it's um it's always nice to hear your perspective as well and i think a lot of it is just believing right believing in what we're doing and really if we can't if we don't believe in what we're doing then we can't expect others to believe in what we're doing so we try to transfer that belief to other people and we don't have it to give folks like i think Christina talked about following your leadership. When when I've been to Kauai, our coach, and, uh, you know, sit down with Carl, or, or we have elite meetings here once a quarter with Carl, like, the questions I ask are tough. I'm like, where is this going? What keeps driving you? Why would this end? Will it end? Will our coach fees ever go up? And every time I do ask those questions, like, I, I get chills right now just mentioning it because of the quality of this man. Like, his vision for this thing is huge. It's not about, you know, making a ton more money. He's more excited about the 100 million people that we can help if we have a million coaches. So, like, let's just pursue that. Let's follow it. You know, put your heart first. Care for people first. It's not about you. Um, this thing works. And, like, 
you see that when he stops at the house, when he yells from his balcony to say hi. It's an incredible opportunity. All right, well, we're over an hour and We started at uh, 7.35. Any more questions, we'd love to address them. We've got a um, great, great coach on the line that um, exemplifies how to close. So by all means, use her. Um, she's going to be available on Facebook and everything else after, but now is the time where her mind is already revved up to answer questions about close. But uh, if not, thank you so much for coming. We uh, appreciate your time and spending an hour with us this week. Leaders keep working on their business, and if you're here, you're learning all these new tech tips and techniques and, and tricks. And you know, Tony Horton says that when it comes to his 11 laws of fitness, where he tells his stories, like he went to all these different personal development gurus, and sometimes they, they weren't as exciting as the book, or the message wasn't as great, or they weren't great speakers. But every one, you can pull away one little tidbit. That's why we encourage you to go to teamleadershipcalls.com. Go through and look through the different calls, and if you get a tidbit from all the leaders that we have in those calls, you're just going to be um, this information library of great resources yourself. Conference muted. All right, well, just double-checking. The lines are open. Uh, give it another minute or so. As Jeff says, and again, we miss Jeff. He's such a great leader and runs his call so well. Going once, going twice. Do you see anything online, Christina? Uh, no. I, I see a couple from uh, Ron. I'll get with him a little bit after. I think he was talking some more about this guy in Orlando, so we'll see if we can get him some help down there. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a one-on-one call we can have after. But thank you so much for your availability and your commitment and sharing your expertise. What she's doing is working for her folks. So if you follow that lead, there's nowhere to go but up. All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jason. Have a great night. That was awesome. That was an awesome call.
Focus. Rafael Hernandez. Ya pasó que chingado.
TV.